I'm Tyler Jack Frost of all trades, Dennering. I'm Connery North Pole, North Pole, Hanson. <laughs> of course, of course. And and I'm Marin Deus Ex Machina Snow Globe Gainey. Yeah. <laughs> the Santas of Christmas past captured in a snow globe. That's where all their ashes are. That's what we talked about in the first movie. That's where their ashes are. <laughs> oh, God. That is dark and haunting, and uh, <laughs> that's canon to me now. Yeah, it's not snow. Yep. And here we are talking about Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Some would argue the greatest of the trilogy. <laughs> yeah. You mean greatest waste of time of a movie? Yes. Some would argue the greatest trilogy of all time. Move over, Lord of the Rings. Um, There's been very few closing chapters as thrilling, as twisted, as deranged, as dull, perhaps even, as this one. Uh, a steady decline, I think it could be said, from one to two, <laughs> to the escape clause itself. God, the escape clause. I just... <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't even know. How many times can they not read the fine print properly? Like, yeah. once I, I can believe, a second time, you, you gotta be kidding me. Twice as tough, and the third time is just bad management. Yeah, I mean, he's become so santified at this point that he's just, like, only focused on his job and, like, working on toys and stuff and not interacting yeah. with the real world anymore. Mm -hmm. He's but, uh, not Scott Calvin. He is Santa. That's it. Yeah, I... I I just feel off-put right now because, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I wouldn't say this movie disturbed me, but uh, I just, uh, I, don't, I don't even know how to approach it. Are you perturbed? Yeah. <laughs> thank you for this, <laughs> thank you, thesaurus.com. <laughs> and with us today is animator and friend, you know her from Christmas Prince 2, Marin Ganey. The sequel queen, even though she was just... <laughs> I feel like she's now the Christmas queen, because this is the second yeah. Christmas episode in a row. Well, I love watching bad Christmas movies, so it's an honor to be a uh, franchise tradition. Aw, that's great. I like that. <laughs> it's an honor to have you uh, making yourself watch bad movies for our, for our sakes, and hopefully for your own entertainment as well, to some yeah. extent. Yeah, absolutely. I watched it for my own entertainment as well. <laughs> there, there's joy to be found in this in some way. There's just like there's joy to be found in doing errands. Yeah. <laughs> and chores. Right. <laughs> Anything menial at all. Whistle while you work. Taking the trash out, which is what we're about to do with this movie. Oh, boom. Ooh, shazam. I'm going to take you out to the trash heap. That was Bone my terrible uh, Randy Savage impression. That didn't work at all. I, I had no idea who you were. Yeah. Um, I was Jack Frost. <laughs> of course. I'd believe it. Which one? Melted Jack Frost or Frozen Jack Frost? The one that says he wants to turn people into his little elves or something, and then they just go, what? You should have oh. just been my elf. And then they awkwardly cut to the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you couldn't, why you aren't possibly disturbed in in the slightest bit, Tyler. At this, there were so many <laughs> disturbing moments that even the movie had like awkward silences edited directly into the film. Like no yeah. one knew what to say. No one was equipped to react appropriately to so many of the creepiness going on. 
I was going to say my leading of this episode so far has been very Santa Claus 3, the escape clause, and that there's been awkward pauses and uh, no one at the at the helm. But uh, I need to put on the razzle-dazzle like uh, Martin Short himself and just put in yeah. the full effort. You do. To drag the whole... Well, that's not my... That's actually Martin's, Martin's here. Martin, Martin here is here to be the Martin Short of the podcast. Ooh. And... Uh, <laughs> I think that's unfair typecasting, seeing as I am the shortest of all of us. But... Wow. <laughs> Tyler, are you Santa Claus? Am I Curtis in this situation? Um, your father time. Oh, I get so little screen time. <laughs> I don't get enough time. <sighs> Curtis would be the good. Wait, no. Curtis is the, he's the Abigail Breslin sister. Brother? Brother, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, let's just like... refer to him as that. <laughs> if you ever listen to Abigail Breslin brother. Yeah. That's who he was. You know, even back then. It was like, oh look, it's Abigail Breslin's brother. So He what? killed Bernard to have his spot. <laughs> oh my god. I think Bernard left of his own volition. He's like, I'm not gonna deal with this. Where'd he go? He just faded to the west? Is that what he did? <laughs> Maybe yeah, his quote was I'm... too high. I'm always so disturbed by like when a a movie completely ignores like a like a you know central character's existence without mentioning like what happened to them. Yeah. Like it it's so disturbing. It's like what are we just d- did everybody kill him and I mean, now nobody's allowed to talk about it? Like did he pass what away? what's Yeah, it take like 2 seconds to be like, "Oh, Bernard is on you know, special project in the South Pole, like you know, some cute throwaway See, line about really recruiting cute. penguins. He's on the recruiting penguins. <laughs> He's yeah, on an yeah. assassination mission. <laughs> He's with, out to kill Krampus with, with the ELF. The ELF is fighting the Krampus wars in the South Pole right now. Right, <laughs> and Bernard's exactly. leading the charge. It's like Doom is with this big hell portal at the bottom of the world. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bernard is. I mean, Doom snow guy. globes, right? <laughs> Bernard is Doom yeah, they're just throwing snow globes full of Santa ashes like they're grenades. Just <laughs> good God, that's the only thing that can hurt the Christmas demons. Um, God. yeah, I feel like that's that's a good way to get into this this movie. But uh, before we do, we have to do our usual segment of what's new. <laughs> Where we talk about any uh, movies we've been watching, TV shows we've been watching, media we've been consuming, books we've been reading. Ooh. Some people read books still. Do I? I uh, uh, let's move on. Let's move to the next question. Connery, what's new with you? I'll tell her I'm so happy to report that I have much to talk about this time around. Oh. So, um, on the Dark Souls 2 front, it's done. It's beaten. I did it. Thank I'm God for our audience's sake. Yes, they you were all <laughs> patiently waiting for me to know whether I beat the game or not. I did. It has, I will say, my favorite ending of the Souls series, but my least favorite of the games. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? <laughs> it basically means I like this ending the best out of all like the Dark Soul trilogy, but I don't like the gameplay. Oh, like, okay, I can't okay. stand it. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, totally g- confusing gameplay or just too much, like innovation can sometimes ruin it so i understand what you're it saying was, it's it's strange it doesn't have the same director at the helm of it so it's the art style is a little different it just feels slower and it's very ganky like they just throw a bunch of enemies at you and are like hey it's harder they're fight five guys at once go i don't know what was your favorite moment in dark My, souls 2 
my favorite moment, especially the scholar of the first sin edition that I have, is is the edition of that character. Like he just randomly appears at a bonfire and he's very philosophical and intense. And he's the reason why I like the ending because every time I play a Dark Souls game, I always walk away from the bonfire in the end because I'm like, no, let the world fall to dark. That's humanity's existence. Then that's basically our age is the dark in that game. So I'm like, all right, it's humanity's turn. The age of the gods is over. And in the second one, uh, Aldir, the scholar, he has this really great monologue as you like walk into the dark and like the fire like bursts really bright and then it like fades out to darkness and it, it's really cool. So I like the ending a lot. Most because there's an interesting monologue where the other ones is kind of like quiet or silent and some weird things happening. <laughs> What's the monologue about? Um, it's about like humanity looking forward, like going. He, what do he say? He says, "Who knows what lies, what lies ahead of us beyond the." beyond the scope of light, beyond the reach of dark, and yet we station it, we seek it insatiably, such as our fate. So it's basically just like marching forward into the unknown rather than the known of like the cycle of light and dark over and over. Yeah, despite such tr- struggles that we've encountered, such as watching Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Exactly, we have to march past that. We have to get through this darkness, to, or I guess in the Dark Souls term, this light to get to the dark. <laughs> but... Uh, there's that. Um, I watched yesterday Candy Coated Christmas. <laughs> what is this? Oh, I like the name. Is it a Candy Crush Christmas movie or something? What is um, this? No, but are, do you guys know about the Frontier Woman from like the Food Network? The uh, Pioneer Woman. The Pioneer Woman. Thank what is you. this? I don't know this. Oh, Tyler, you and Lily have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we started watching uh, Love It or List It. Uh, a lot. <laughs> Isn't that so own. horrifying? It's so Out bad. of town trip. There's so much passive-aggressive need... like marriage stuff. Sorry, Martin, yeah. what are you saying? Oh, yeah, no, I just... I, uh, the joke with that show is always like, they're like, we need two tennis courts and we need like a pool indoors, but our budget is $12, so... <laughs> My favorite thing in that show is uh, there is so much marital tension in it, and it's the fact that like... <laughs> I always say it's love it, list it, or get a divorce. And I think there should be a lawyer that just says, like, documents. Right? It's like, you can just get a divorce. Just sign it away. Oh, my <laughs> God. Is, yeah. It's, like, largely, like, yeah, just uh, just people have been married for a long time. And there's just a lot of passive-aggressive energy that's been buried until they're on this show. And it's just really Ooh. painful to watch. It all just kind of, like, bubbles yeah. to the surface with them trying to, like, keep a cool head on TV. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but you go yes, on about... Not- Candy coated Christmas. Not too dissimilar from a lot of holiday Christmas movies, to be honest. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It has the most generic plot. Um, rich woman who looks too old to be like calling her dad daddy in this situation. Like the cast should all be much younger. This woman looks like she is like thirty six. Nothing wrong with that, but she should probably be like twenty four, twenty five for that kind of thing to work. Like how it's written, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, like how it's written. Like her dialogue is very young and. The hunk is still the hunk. That's whatever. But her dialogue's written very young, and he could stand to be younger too. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's very um, it's very bad, but fun to watch. It's a very bad, good holiday movie. The Pioneer <laughs> Woman is in it, and she's the one of the worst actresses I've ever seen on <laughs> TV. Wait, so describe the Pioneer Woman. Like, what is that? She does. It's, it's she has a show on Food Network. She's basically like um, she lives out in the middle of nowhere with like her family of like six kids, and her husband's like a rancher, and she has a Food Network show, and she just makes a bunch of food for her um, um, what's it called Western kids, hmm. and that's the show. And she just is a, is a good cook, and 
apparently they thought she'd be fun to have in this movie. <laughs> and she owns a cafe in the movie. She's like, this looks just like my cafe at home. I've never been on TV before in a movie. I'm like, oh you're on TV God. every week. <laughs> oh, my God. You moron. <laughs> that is ridiculous. It sounds like they wanted Paula Dean, but couldn't oh, book yeah. Paula Deen for obvious reasons. Yeah, well, she's a racist, so she can't be on. Yeah, exactly. But um, Candy Coated Christmas, I mean, that, that's that got Paula's name all over it. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Candy Coated has little to do with it. It should be called Mint Christmas yeah. because <laughs> everyone's obsessed with mint in it. It's all about the mint. They won't stop talking about the mint. Please elaborate. Just... Yeah, that's <laughs> so, weird. I'm, I'm, it's, we're gonna be up talking like forty minutes about this movie if it's we're not fine, careful. But it's fine. I'd rather <laughs> hear about this than. <laughs> so basically, the plot is: this woman, um, she wants to start a business with her, with her best friend. It's like a baby clothing business, or like, or like no, it's a baby organic food business. That's what it is. So <laughs> she wants to do that. And she's all set to go to Hawaii. It's like her and her dad's tradition for the holidays. She, of course, she's from California, by the way. So. Her and her dad fly to Hawaii, celebrate Christmas there. So she's all packed, ready to go. And then her dad's like, I'm sorry, honey. Our billion-dollar company's in danger. Our hotel chain, it's all going down. And he has to basically use, like, a suck fund on, like, her money account to, like, start hem- in the business hemorrhaging money. So he's just draining her bank account the entire movie, which is oh, just no. so deranged. <laughs> she better hurry so. up and... Shove some mint in that baby food. I know, yes, like, and everyone's so okay with it. Like, she acts like it's not a big deal. I'm like, he is siphoning money from your savings. <laughs> but anyway, so there's that. So basically, her flight, her plans get changed. And the dad's like, look, your mom owned this uh, rant, this, like, farm, basically, out in, like, this, like, Peppermint Hollow is what it's called. It's like, Peppermint Hollow. You need to go down there and sell the ranch, like sell the place, and you can use that money to start your business with your friend. And she's like, all right, perfect, great. And she goes down there, but the only problem is she meets the hunk. And the hunk, of course, lives (laughs) in the house. I would like if his character name was just the hunk. The hunk. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she she meets him. She meets his stupid grandma or mother or whatever, and she was (laughs) friends with her. Her mom, stupid grandma. <laughs> Me and my stupid mom watched grandma. this together. We just were both acting like the woman was like going see now, <laughs> like had dementia or something while watching it. <laughs> and oh also, like the guy's a bad farmer. He's been behind on rent for three months, so they all are like. And there's also like a little kid character who acts like she's eleven, but the woman casted is like sixteen, seventeen years old. So yeah, so the hunk has a little girl who's not his daughter; she's his niece, but her. Mother died, but the um, but his brother, her father, is nowhere to be seen. He's never brought up. Which is so very just strange. like Bernard from uh, Santa Claus Three. Just like Bernard from Santa Claus Three. So okay. what basically ends up happening is, of course, she feels like she can't sell the house because she gets wrapped up with this family through like various things, like can't find my car keys, we're snowed in. Don't know what to do. Oh, the kid's cute, but she's 17. She shouldn't be acting like a 10-year-old. And it just kind of spirals on from there. She learns about the mint farm. Hunk is kind of a loser, and he can't really make a successful business. <laughs> when you and said she's... mint up to this point, I was thinking, like, just mint chocolate. Because I'm like, candy-coated no, 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 Christmas, no. but it's just like a farm of mint. It's like mint, but the thing is, Pioneer Woman often has like has her mint chocolate cafe. <laughs> it's and her legal we name. go we go there a total of three times, but she is the prime selling point of this movie for some reason. Like she's in every trailer for like half of them, and 
she's just like, hi, welcome to Peppermint Hollow. And the, she's like, hi. And that's like her dialogue. Like, you'll be back. And it's like, okay, I guess I'll be back. <laughs> Why are these candy canes going to give me like liquid diarrhea that sell- only you'll have the cure for? <laughs> Here's the thing, Martin. They don't sell candy canes. I didn't see a single goddamn candy cane. What? Then why? Why? I, I don't know. It, it's mostly about the peppermint leaves. And I don't know. Basically, the, the movie ends with her, of course, like choosing not to sell the house. And instead of investing in the business she wanted to with her friend, she invests in the farm and she ropes her stupid friend into investing in the farm with her. So that's the end of the movie. Oh, and the dad's business ends up being fine, and they all join each other for Christmas dinner. And it's implied that the dad's going to now marry his wife, his dead wife's friend, the grandma. Um, <clears throat> all right. Yeah, it's kind of really weird. It's messed up. It was a strange yeah. but funny movie. I always hate that cliche where, like, the dad, like, suddenly is interested in like the older woman who's hanging around the whole time yeah and usually they're it's like related or it's like a friend of his dead wife or something yeah or somehow related to the uh the protagonist yeah yeah so did you rent this movie or um no it was free on discovery plus oh in fact it's a discovery plus original wow oh i do see that i'm on the letterbox page for right now there you go and, uh, High praise, I'm assuming, for this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not to get too far like... ahead on the letterbox logs. <laughs> I feel like Discovery Christmas movie should be like an alien abduction Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Ancient but alien like a, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, or like a Bermuda Triangle Christmas or something, you know, something weird and like... Or like two climbers on a mountain fall in love or something, like... yeah. That's good. Like that Idris Elba and Kate Winslet movie. Oh, The Mountain Between Us? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the trailer came out for that, I'm like, rule number one, or mistake number one, don't travel anywhere with Kate Winslet. That shit is not going to go well. <laughs> Maybe by boat or plane. <laughs> now she just has to be in the train movie where the train crashes and we'll have all three. Oh, yeah. But uh, Submarine movie with Kate Winslet. Oh my god, yeah. Tyler, what's yeah. new with you? Um, <clears throat> I'll try to ment- uh, recommend three Christmas movies real quick. A nice variety. And since this is Santa Claus 3, I gotta do my weird ones. Ooh. Uh, first one's Invasion USA, the Chuck Norris film, <laughs> which is technically a Christmas movie. Um, that is a good one. There's like, I can't even... <laughs> have you seen it? I, I have seen that one. It It's pretty stellar. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Chuck Norris wears all denim, like Canadian tuxedo to the max, except that it's like a cutoff denim shirt as well. He has two Uzis that are like strapped to his chest, and he just looks really awkward when he's uh, shooting them ever. <laughs> but there's a big shootout in a, in a mall during Christmas, and it's uh, there's a lot of kind of like upsetting violence in this movie. It's definitely really <laughs> yeah. schlocky, and uh, it's I can't even remember who sets up like... Like, somebody is trying to invade the U.S. with, like, importing terrorists from around the world. And they, like, are just, like, shooting up suburbia and stuff. And it's, like, just nowadays it's pretty disturbing. Um, That sounds upsetting. (laughs) There's a scene where a terrorist guy blows up a a Christmas, like, like it's Christmas time. All the houses are, like, decorated with Christmas uh, ornaments and, like, lights and everything outside. He just, like, blows up a house with a bazooka. 
God. Yep. And, it uh, was. It was. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because um, you see, like the tanks rolling through the neighborhoods too, yeah. and like I've never, I've never seen that in a movie before. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. And it's a movie that could definitely be like really prob- problematic politically but it's like too confused to even make a point about what it's trying to say so it's like kind of <laughs> it's innocuous it's too confused i like that like it could be like look out uh foreigners are terrorists and they're all invading the america like there's something they mention about like oh like if people couldn't move so freely through this country this wouldn't be a problem but then at the same time they like talk about other things that have nothing to do with it or have like more liberal opinions on it so it's like it could very easily be like a far right movie, but it's not. <laughs> like it's just confused, and there's as you get farther and farther into the movie, there's more and more people with bazookas to the point where the main bad guy has a bazooka at the end, and he's like looking out, um, trying to like look for Chuck Norris, and Chuck Norris shows up behind him with a grenade launcher bazooka ah! things. They have like a bazooka fight like right next to each other. It's really it's nuts. Yeah, in the, in the office building, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm really glad you've seen this, Maren. Yeah, no, he he's not lying about any of this. It's it's all completely true. Please it's watch it. Real. If you love <laughs> Die Hard, but you just want to see a, an insane amount of ass kicking with not a very good plot, like highly recommended. Noted. All right. Yeah, with confusing politics, unnecessarily <laughs> offensive politics. Uh, check out Invasion USA on Tubi. Tubi. Um. And check out Eyes Wide Shut on HBO Max, my favorite Christmas movie. Caught the very end of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Connery, you came over um, before I going to Jacob's Christmas party. Yes. Where Martin also was. Um, and, uh, yeah, you came over. You see Jacob's favorite line in cinema history. Yep, exactly. You weren't expecting anything like that to happen at the Christmas party, though, right? Well, I brought my mask, but I never got to bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, the party was more like uh, the censored that's... version, which is the one that's on HBO Max. Aww. But um, but still, uh, yeah, I don't know. A really great movie by Stanley Kubrick, mm-hmm. and uh, it's something we're checking out. It's uh, if you're like, this is my alternate Christmas movie list here. It's very alternative. It's good. Um, I'm not even going to go into details of the story. Just go watch it. Yeah. And then the last one I have to say, I'll try to wrap this up, but it's called a uh, Christmas Collision. Uh, I couldn't oh, yeah. even tell you where to walk. Do you know about this too, Marin? Uh, no, Lily was ranting about it at the Christmas party, though, so <laughs> I- I'm excited to hear She's spreading your, the word, uh, the, the gospel yeah. of Christmas collision. Um, she was. I came home from work one day, and our friend Pat Wynell was over, past and impending guest, uh, a pirate man himself from Pirates 3? That's the episode he was on, yeah. One but, day we'll get him back from off his boat. We'll get him ashore. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> off of his little dinghy next to the island. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah. So, it's just a really, really, like, poorly shot Christmas movie. It's like, <laughs> you know, thinking, like, Hallmark movies. Like, I'm not even trying to knock them. Like, you know, they just, like, have a certain budget. And they yeah. look okay. Like, they're doing what they're doing, you know. But this is just, like, truly, like... Two people just got cameras and like didn't light anything and like <laughs> shooting the whole thing. Um, I we were all waiting for like a car accident to happen, hence Christmas collision. But it's really like some really weird plot where 
this guy moves in. I mean, I came in halfway through the movie, but I'm still recommending it. So <laughs> I might get some of the plot details wrong, but he's coming in to this house and then like this woman is like renting it out as a and b but he doesn't realize it. I don't even I don't even know. The the plot's really confusing. Um it looks really bad. Uh there's some really bad acting. Uh not to be too mean, but the main actor in it looks like he's in like the 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 uh oblivion character maker. <laughs> like his features just look like he's from a fantasy game where you can I like think... customize everything. Oh, and to top top it all off in this movie, uh Vernon Wells is like the antagonist who's like the main uh woman's like dad and he's just Ooh. like a businessman and he's like way too serious about stuff. But <laughs> Vernon Wells, he plays Bennett in Commando, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. AKA Let some Steam Bennett. It all ties back. Yeah. So uh highly recommend Christmas Collision. You can rent it for two dollars and you'll never get your money back. <laughs> Martin, let's do it with you. Nothing much. Uh, I've been uh, working a steady gig on the uh, pre-K show Coco Melon, which was pretty Ooh. cool. Ooh. Cool. Um, so making a bunch of two and three-year-olds happy this year. That's good. Which is all I aim for. Um, My little cousin watches that show. What'd you say, Connery? I thought she was going to say, I'm making a bunch of dough this year. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> that too. Yeah. <laughs> they don't pay poorly. Um. And uh, if we're talking Christmas movies, um, oh man, I watched so many of them, but so few deserve a recommendation. I, I always like... <laughs> not like uh, Candy Coated Christmas? Yeah, did you not, not do like, ours? <laughs> exactly. I always like to rep Klaus on Netflix because I feel yeah. like a lot of people have not seen it yet, and mm. it is truly just so amazing. Like, everybody... That I've, you know, recommended it to absolutely loves it from the animation, the story, mm-hmm. the characters, the jokes. There's so many good jokes that land really well. Yeah. And it feels really magical. And I feel like a lot of Christmas movies really lack, you know, they have everything but the magic. And like, mm-hmm. I want a little bit of magic, you know, I don't yeah, want it to just magic. be, yeah, snarky the whole time mm-hmm. or just have, you know, the checklist of things. Yeah, um, that's like one of my new favorite Christmas movies, honestly. Oh yeah, it's just phenomenal. Um, best Christmas movie that's kind of bad, but actually pretty good. Uh, a Christmas movie, Christmas. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> no. Okay, so the title is crazy. It sounds like it's going to be bad, but it's actually a meta bad Christmas movie where <laughs> two sisters who are you know down on their luck, uh, they make a wish. And one of them wishes to be inside a Christmas movie because it's like her favorite thing. And the other sister is like not a Christmas movie person. So it's a good one to watch with somebody who really likes all of the Christmas cliches of a bad Christmas movie. (laughs) And if you're one of the cynical people, the other sister like really levels it out because she she you know, makes meta jokes the whole time about like, of course, it's got to be like this. And when's the grandma that makes the cinnamon waffles show up? <laughs> so it, it was actually really clever. I enjoyed it. Um, still hoping for more queer Christmas movies in the future. Yeah, I mean, there's, that, there's that one that came out on Netflix. And like I said, that one, but you know. Single all the way. I still yes. have to watch it. Um, but I love the actor in it, Michael Yuri. He was in Ugly Betty, and he was hilarious in that show. Um, mm-hmm. 
if not a little bit mean sometimes, but we love that. Uh, I have, you know, varied opinions on a happiest season, but a New York Christmas romance is also a queer women Christmas film, and I liked that, but I know other people did not, so. But well, hopefully there will be more. I want more fun ones. I'm sure there will be. Yeah. What's it called? A New York romance? I think it's called a New York Christmas wedding or oh. something like that. I'm looking at Yeah, up. yeah, a New York Christmas wedding. Um, yeah, it's not the highest budgeted film uh, for sure, but I feel like the actors really tried. So, you know what we all had to check out? Santa Claus 3, The Escape oh. Clause, because oh, there God. is no escape for us. We have to no. talk about this. <laughs> Sure? We tried to avoid it for a half hour, but we have to talk about it. Connor, you yep. take this orb and go back in time and kill old Santa and then... What? I just have to say, I wish I was never Santa Claus at all. Oh, no. I wish I never hosted the franchise <laughs> at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> if it came to this... If it came to Never did I foresee... What is this? Is this the worst thing we've ever covered? I don't think so. Come on, no, come on, no. We cover, uh, I feel like we did something worse. I don't know. Pirates Four is pretty bad. Um, yeah, oh, God. <laughs> I wasn't bored watching this. I will say that. Like it kept me watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was petrified. I was stuck in my seat. Yeah, I. I the sheer evil of Jack Frost throughout this movie. <laughs> He's just freaky on all levels. Yeah. I I feel like this is controversial to say, but most of the time when Martin Short's in a movie, he's my least favorite part mm. of the movie, the film, the show, whatever it is, except for the pebble and the penguin. I think he's pretty good in that. Huh. <laughs> if anyone's seen that David Bowie penguin Christmas film. Wait, no, Barry Manilow. I'm sorry, not David Bowie. I made it sound cooler than it was. Bowie Manilow. <laughs> It's a good one. Um, kind of weird. You know, for the longest time, like most of my life, I didn't like Mar- I didn't really understand Martin Short. Like I didn't like him really. Like I'd always thought he was like weird and annoying. And then for some reason, like nowadays, I mean, just like I've, I don't know. I, I do think he's really funny now because he's just like he's kind of like a benevolent Joker <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, a good analogy. <laughs> in this, he's like just trying his hardest and is kind of funny, but uh. Yeah, I, I just like the only thing that really stood out to me, like when I was younger, was like Jiminy Glick on com, like was this like showing on Comedy Central. I'm like, oh, I like that, but I never really pieced together like all the Martin Short stuff. So, um, yeah, I would say I am a fan now. But Connery, you're a fan of Martin Short now? That's good. Connery, thoughts on he's, Martin Short? He's good in Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, yeah, we'll say that. Simply funny in that. Um, you know he. I was scared of him throughout this movie. I <laughs> felt like Jack Frost would do anything, murder, steal, cheat, lie to become Santa Claus. <laughs> I mean, I like I like his character Jack and Will and Grace, so I always thought he was funny in that. Oh. So, But other than that, I feel like I've seen him in very little. This is the only other Martin Short thing I've ever seen where he's like front and center. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, he, he's he's all right. He's fun if a little like supreme spaz. <laughs> yeah, he's really loud, like the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. 
yeah. so loud. <laughs> funny story about this movie. Uh, up to you to decide whether it's funny or not, everyone. But <laughs> no, I just remember like I was playing some game in like high school with uh, passing pen and guest camera Takeda and our friend Taylor, and uh, we were on Skype or Ventrilo or one of those things, and like they could both hear from the other room my parents watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, they just had rented it or something, whatever this came out, like a year or two after that. And uh, all they heard was screaming in the background. <laughs> just someone being like, ah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's Martin Short in a bottle, is that yeah. exact scream. And then my camera is just like, what are you watching? And I'm like, oh, I think my parents are watching Santa Claus 3. So it was just like a running joke for the longest time. Because like I had I'd never seen it. I just remember my parents rented it, watched it. And then afterwards, was like, uh, so how was that movie? And they're like, uh, it was pretty bad. <laughs> so that's my only history with this, this movie. I will yeah, say. You, you know it's bad when parents say it's bad. Yeah. I, I will say the movie of this just gives this whole series just giving me lore questions. That's really all I want. I'm deeply <laughs> yeah. invested in the lore of the Santa Claus and all the mysteries they don't give us answers to. And I get to speculate and jump off of it from there. Like Santa has impregnated um, Carol and is it Santa's baby or is it Scott Calvin's baby? Has Santa ever oh, ha- sired no. a child before? Ha- I have wondered the same thing, but I don't like how you put impregnated. impregnated. Yeah. Gross. It did like, make that so one... much more alien. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. You know, he's got like magical powers. It's like, ugh. It is gross. It makes me think it should be more of like an immaculate conception scenario, but it wasn't. So Yeah. It's- Almost as gross as Carol's hair hairstyle throughout the whole movie, which is just don't get me started, man. Agreed. Don't get me started. And Charlie <laughs> is very much not involved in this. With the birth of that child, I'm also wondering who will get to be Santa Claus because Charlie wanted to be Santa Claus, but then became a Christmas uh, rebel, and now he is a <laughs> Christmas nobody. Yeah, it's like he's like a Muggle now or something. Like yeah, like <laughs> his. Like, Santa's true uh, heir has magic yeah. powers. His, his heir apparent has finally come, and Charlie now is just a stepping stone the kid will have to kill to become Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, God. That That's would be true. a very interesting way to bring the series back. <laughs> to a bloody conclusion. Yeah. It's like Kylo Ren and Rey or something. Like Exactly. Inherit the coat. <laughs> He's just like, join me. We have to overthrow our father. <laughs> the the murder clause. <laughs> the murder. <laughs> That's the fourth movie. Yeah. It's just like that one's just in the fine print. That's <laughs> just the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I really. But Charlie is he's he's a great character. So having him be absent most of this film, I, I I finally understand why. Like because it would bring up too many awkward questions about his <laughs> yeah. new baby brother if he was if he was around, which I never realized before. But like. Oh man, like you just you lose so much when you pull Charlie out of it. He he's a huge part of the first one, obviously, and the oh, second yeah. one too. And then uh, what's her name? The little girl kind of tries to like swap out Charlie's like previous cute kid position. Yeah, and but now she's not he's, like, very smart. No, she's stupid. And <laughs> yeah, she's pretty stupid. She Charlie has, was a smart kid. She has magic powers. She can hug people and like make them like melt. 
Kind no, of. that was bullshit. That whole scene was <laughs> bullshit. Also, it yeah. is just a weird relationship, anyways, because it's like Tim Allen and his his uh, ex wives uh, and husband's kid. So it's like no yeah. blood relation whatsoever. But it's like, hey, oh, let's yeah. put her in there. There's no it's blood like, there. Oh. <laughs> it's like we're really close. And like, I don't know. This is a little. He keeps calling him Uncle Scott. I'm just like, I don't... yeah. I mean, like, look, if that relationship, like works for somebody out there like family dynamic but i'm just saying if you put this in a movie it raises a lot of questions it's like uncle stepdad or something yeah um it's very strange the fact he the fact that he globs onto her so hard is really strange like he really should have just kept to like charlie and being very much like charlie aging and growing up and that kind of being the thing (laughs) especially the psychiatrist guy why do i always forget his name Neil. Neil. Neil, yeah. Especially when they go back in time and change things, and then Neil's like, Scott, you don't remember what you did, did you? And he's like, really serious? I'm like, oh my yeah. god, what happened? Like, he was like, just... Charlie didn't want me to be his dad, he wanted you to be his dad, and Charlie ruined my marriage! <laughs> That's what he basically said! <laughs> what does that mean? Charlie, like, sabotaged yeah. everything? Like, it's so... Yeah. It raises so many questions. Yeah. Like, it. It's. it's... It's totally, like confusing how it's like you not murdering santa claus is the reason why so many people would be so unhappy like (laughs) and he's rich he's loaded yeah it's crazy is he rich or is he just above money now like he doesn't you know well he's living in a swanky apartment and like he's he's just super rich like look at his place yeah. It's like a penthouse suite. Oh, I thought you meant uh, Scott slash Santa. Oh, Santa Claus is beyond money. He can snap his fingers and make billions if he wanted to. He has a printing press waiting in the making, but he just doesn't need <laughs> just it. Just inflating the world economy. <laughs> He's just inflating the currency. <laughs> Damn it, Santa, stop. I can't afford shit. There are stores in the North Pole. What do elves use for currency? Do elves eat? Yeah. They bake. They're certainly baking all the time. Not when Santa's around. Oh, yeah, they bake, but they're not allowed to eat it. (laughs) They just have to look at it. (laughs) Maybe they don't need to eat. Yeah, I I think we've only ever seen them, like, drink hot cocoa. Yeah. So. Maybe that's the same. Maybe, like, vampires, like, mortal food is disgusting to them or something. Right. uh, And that implies that they have to do something for sustenance. Maybe they Smile? just eat. maybe it's like they eat if they want to kind of thing. They're immortal magical beings. Oh yeah, yeah, kind of like in a Steven Universe. Yeah, the gems can eat, but they don't need to eat, and yeah. most of them find it disgusting. So because mm-hmm. they yeah. take in light like plants, I don't know. It's very confusing. Yeah, the like... Steven Universe lore and the Santa Claus lore are very closely tied together. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like chubby, that. chubby fat guy at the center. Yeah. Generally jolly. Mm, mommy issues. It's great. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the casting of this movie definitely just imp- like it definitely feels <sighs> like he had to call in some favors or something. <laughs> like it really feels <laughs> like okay, the script is really bad. We got to like pull in some heavy hitters and like you know, like Alan Arkin's in this movie. He has nothing he to do. He really just looks around at things and comments sometimes, but he just mm-hmm. really doesn't like. He's not funny. I'm the uh, father-in-law of Christmas. I, uh, I'm on the Wikipedia page for this movie, and I, I, I just looked at the, I just edited by, 
I could have sworn it said David Fincher, and I almost freaked out. <laughs> but it's David Finfer. Uh, but yeah, you definitely feel the lack of Bernard in this movie, for sure. Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah, he really brought a lot. Spencer Breslin. They say things like, we're a family here. I'm like, where's Bernard? He's fighting the yeah. wars. He's doing and the he dirty was work. The- He's like the big snow globe person too. Like you would think, like oh maybe he's part of the manufacturing for the snow globes because of the first you know major snow globe that Charlie has. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer Breslin is a poor replacement for Bernard. It it was fine when Bernard was there for Bernard to work off of, but like he he just can't. He the 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 shoes are are small, but they're still too big for Spencer Breslin. Yeah, it Tiny definitely feet. it definitely feels like it's like oh yeah, Spencer Breslin like you got to pick up the slack and he's somehow like not as good in this one as the one when he was like younger. Yeah, you know in Santa Claus he too. Was cuter. Yeah, he's kind of like in an awkward stage right now. It's like look, I don't really want to like pick apart a young actor. It's like yeah. it's just like never good being a kid, a child actor. I imagine like I feel like most people have bad experiences that like affect the rest of their lives. You know. Um, but, uh, I, I'm just going to say I miss Bernard. <laughs> That's all I'll I did say. too. I can't stop thinking about him fighting the South Pole Wars now. Just being like, yeah. we need the hell coal to fire Argent energy. <laughs> <laughs> Argent energy. Um, I just, uh, yeah, it's like Spencer Resnick had to come up to this, like, every, all the odds were stacked against him, you know? Like, it didn't do him any favors either, this script. Mm-hmm. No, it, it didn't do anybody any favors. I don't think I laughed once, really. It was more just confused, confused, puzzled expression. I laughed. Yeah, there are no good jokes in this. I laughed. At when, all. Uh, I laughed when Jack Frost kept on trying to like, <laughs> like get in the way of Santa's marriage and like, <laughs> and like Carol's mom's marriage and stuff. Like, yeah, like Jack Frost is just like hitting on everybody in this movie. He really is. <laughs> and yeah, there are some really weird vibes he was giving off with that <laughs> elf. Do you want to be my elf thing? <laughs> yeah. Real weird. It's like the kind of like, we're at a public get together, like, please calm down. No one wants yeah. this. Yeah, he's like two seconds away from asking somebody if they wanted to see his icicle, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, when he did, when he said, would you like to be my elf to, was it Anne margaret is that who he he said that to Anne Margaret, and he said that to the little redhead girl, Lucy. Okay. Yeah, he says it to Anne Margaret first, I think. He's like, would you like to be my elf? And, like, the way... I was just looking for anything for Martin Short to be in here, or it's just like, okay, if this movie was, like, PG-13, he would definitely put so many innuendos. Like, it just feels like it's mm-hmm. just on the cusp there. Like, yeah. and he... Because he... I feel like he could, like, punch up this movie with so much more, but mm-hmm. he's limited by it being, like, rated G or something, but... Yeah. Anyways, not that this is just funnier. I was just like... Was I, I was trying to read into anything here. Because, like, the first movie especially, there's a lot of stuff that's for adults that, like, goes over kids' heads, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like when he flies and he's like, don't worry, I'm used to it. I lived through the 60s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> marijuana. That's a, that's a good joke. Marijuana joke. Yeah. <laughs> or just LSD, and, uh, I guess. I don't know. Every joke he makes about Neil's sweaters in that movie is golden, though. <laughs> it's true. You got bigger problems to worry about neil like where are you gonna get your sweaters when the circus pulls out of town (laughs) that's my personal favorite that's a good one is it the first one or second one i don't even remember if i brought this up but there's a joke about scott calvin being in prison and 
Talon's like, well, because he did go to prison for like dealing coke. Oh god. Oh yeah, Tim Allen did. Yeah, yeah. He, that's he almost wasn't in the Santa Claus because Disney had to weigh whether or not that was controversial to their hiring practices. Yeah, white as snow. They had like a no felony clause or something. <laughs> the no the, felony, the no clause. felony clause. <laughs> Santa Claus wore the felony clause. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, because I sold cocaine a couple times, there won't gonna be Santa anymore. It's just snow, man. <laughs> it's just snow. You're oh huffing ice. And Robert Pattinson guys- is Santa Claus. <laughs> and the Easter Bunny hits on Anne Margaret as well, which I was like, is this a joke for parents? Like, I don't, I don't get it. There's a series of innuendos the Easter Bunny does in the blooper reel. Yeah to Anne margaret it's unsettling and she's like obviously not having fun with it i feel like the easter bunny has some uh he's just yeah it's not it's just (laughs) uncomfortable yes very uncomfortable would you guys how do you feel about santa claus never letting his wife see her family it's been six years and he only has allowed her to allowed her to call her mom and dad probably a few times over the course of those six years yeah, that was kind of confusing. It's like, well, like, is she super integral to, like, being here? Like, she can't go visit by herself. Like, she has no independence or mobility because she married you? Like, yeah. what? That's what I thought was very odd. I'm like, she can't, like, hop a reindeer and, like, go visit her mom and dad or, like, her human friends. Like, what is keeping her here? Like, you're married to her, like, but she can kind of come and go as she pleases. She's not making toys. Exactly, because she was, like, kind of a badass in the second movie, so it feels kind of inconsistent to her character. Like, she felt like she was really... She had a whole-ass house, you know? It was a nice house, Mm -hmm. just by herself. Like, she kept all these kids in line, like... And then she's just, like, a doormat in the third one. I mean, (laughs) she's pregnant, so I get it, you know, she's crying a lot, but, you know, come on. Stand up for yourself. Yeah. Too bad she didn't get a she she couldn't use a reindeer to get off that island though. Island? Yeah, the actress who plays Carol, I think her name is Elizabeth M- Mitchell Wilson. Oh. Something She was in Lost. Hey, now I get it. Yeah. That's cuz Comet she... was too busy farting all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I like the yoga yeah. elves. I like that scene where Neil like leads them all in yoga. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm picking the joy I can out of this, dude. It's just like it just like doesn't make any. It's like oh, psychiatrist. Yeah, yoga. It's the same thing. Uh, well, he's just yeah. trying to reduce stress for them. Yeah, right. Uh, I like how the tooth fairy no longer goes by the Molinator. They just say hi, to, mm-hmm. hi, tooth fairy. He's well, just like, he's... yes, I had my I had my masculinity crisis in the second movie, and I'm over it. Yeah, I mean, he's an immortal being. It probably gets to him every now and then. But what else? Let's see here. I'm looking at my notes. Um, Marin, yeah, there's a lot we of were... Jack Frost. Just what? Go, go for it, Tyler. Marin, you were talking when <laughs> the other the other day uh, at Jacob's party thing, Christmas thing. Uh, we were talking about this movie in general and peter boyle in particular uh as father time right yeah and this is like his last movie yeah (laughs) and it's gotta be so depressing man this this is a bad one to go out on (laughs) 
Yeah, That's it's kind of like true. a Raul Julia with Street Fighter, except he's having a fun time in that. Um, but yeah, <sighs> like Peter Boyle had like advanced cancer while filming this, and it's just like, man, like I don't know. It's just kind of a bummer. Yeah, I mean, even like. Of all the movies. He, he barely has any screen time in it, too, so at least you can't say, like, well, it was a shitty movie, but he did a really good job in it. Like, mm-hmm. like I think I mentioned, um, I think Jimmy Stewart's last movie was uh, Five Will Goes West, mm-hmm. which yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I don't think it's as good as the first American Tale movie, but it definitely has its own, you know, fun moments. Um, but Jimmy Stewart is amazing in that movie, and I didn't know it was him for so long because the cute little Western accent he does is <laughs> it's just done so well. You can tell he's having a good time. And, like, it's it's a good legacy for him. Like, I feel like he passed away when they were still making the movie, and so it, it feels like there's this really loving tribute that they kind of tailored in for him where he walks into the sunset at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, just gets me in the feels, but poor Peter. He was great in so many things. It's true. What was the sitcom that he was in? Hmm. He was someone's dad in something? I don't remember. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. He's, young he's kind of one of those character actors. Yeah. But he's in all three movies. The first one, he is Scott Calvin's boss. boss. And then the other two, he's just father time. Which makes me think there could have been a spinoff with him maybe becoming father time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool. I actually never realized that until researching this movie. So seamless. Exactly, so seamless. There could have been a yeah. whole like parallel narrative with him going through the same thing Scott is without knowing it. Yeah, I love that part part in the first movie where Scott orders like all that candy for mm-hmm. you know lunch. He's yes. like, "You done? <laughs> you done?" There's something off putting, especially in this one for me with this Tim Allen as Santa Claus. Like maybe because. In part, this other actor did a Santa movie, but he just reminds me a lot of, like, modern-day Mel Gibson in this movie, which I don't uh, like at all. Yeah. Like, I would think I was projecting too much, but it's like, you know, Mel Gibson just did that, like, Santa movie where he's, like, a badass Santa, but also he just looks kind of like Santa nowadays. Mm. Um, yeah, Mel fair. Gibson looks like Santa. But they're both, like, I don't know. They're both have troubling politics but does mel gibson have a giant fireplace that screams when he travels through it (laughs) that was Um, almost my nickname the fiery mob santa claus (laughs) yeah it feels like something out of mad max fury road it's really disturbing (laughs) yeah horrible it's like that should be in the krampus christmas crossover (laughs) yes (laughs) that fireplace it's like the big Chamber of Secrets uh, face. <laughs> yeah, but like it's supposed to be creepy in one film and not creepy in another. Yeah, it's supposed like, to be coolness, but it's just like, uh, t- Santa's weird. Doesn't it yeah, say but- like ho, ho, ho when its mouth opens or something like that? Yeah, but like really weirdly. Like, ho, ho, ho. It's like that's what they yeah. did to Plastic Santa Claus. Definitely, definitely Uncanny Valley there. Yikes. I shall we 
There's I'm, a I'm, lot I'm of creepy t- visuals, actually. When the parents get frozen, too, by Jack Frost. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, that's oh, yeah. pure nightmare fuel. They were horrifying. <laughs> Somebody online was saying they looked like Michael Myers when, uh, yes! <laughs> when they're frozen. Yes! A hundred percent! There's a lot of just horrifying visuals. Even when uh, uh, Jack Frost blows snow like frost at people he turns blue and it's just like is disconcerting because it happens so quickly and then goes away so fast <laughs> i'm just like i don't know it's just disturbing more than anything like i feel like this movie's well paired with like polar express <laughs> oh god and just that like yeah. they both like yeah. disturb me in similar ways i can't really yeah. describe also- it but and also the crux of this movie is like it's a children's movie but the whole point of it is to actively let somebody die yeah look what am i what am i saying who How- had to die in the polar express uh, not the polar <laughs> express is the santa oh. claus the santa claus and i'm saying this third war i'm like this movie revolves around like act not like preventing the death of that santa claus or writing that it's l- watching him die three times right yeah which is pretty weird if you think about it yeah, he keeps going back it- in time to like see santa's death Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then them like wrestling over this dead man's suit. It's very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. It uh, it was always kind of weird making sense out of that. Like as a kid, being like, I just watched Santa die, and mm-hmm. no one seems to miss him. Like that was the. It's not so much watching him die in the first movie. It's the fact that all of the elves are like, m- like just completely move on. Yeah. No attachments. No grief. No mourning. It's just oh. Business as usual. He got mm-hmm. pushed off a roof. He, he's gone. You know. Yeah, it just makes the me, new guy. It just makes me feel like confirm my theory that like the the person dies. Like Scott Calvin, whoever the predecessor was, dies, and once they put on that suit, and Santa Claus just like runs through their veins, and they just become the same personality. They're like, he's back. Yeah, it's just him. Give it like two more weeks, and he'll be back. Yeah, that's kind of a fascinating thing to think about. You know, like how much like you guys were posing before. Is he Scott Calvin or is he Santa Claus? Like, has that completely erased? That should have been what they did with this third movie where he felt like, oh, I'm not Scott anymore. I'm Santa. And then he makes the wish. And, you know, what happens is that the old Santa never dies and he never Mm -hmm. becomes Santa Claus. But the world suffers because he they actually did need to change. Maybe the old Santa like turned rotten and he had to stop that santa instead of this whole jack frost nonsense like that's really good that's a personal crisis for scott and not a weird external one with jack frost that's him being like am i losing touch with who i am and becoming santa claus more so than like scott who is scott calvin what have i become my empire of presence (laughs) my empire of presence (laughs) my throne of my throne of globes (laughs) throne of globes (laughs) Of former Santas. Yep. Um, I did. I did write down that Scott Calvin's stuck in like a live die repeat scenario where he has to keep going back to like Santa's death and like keep fighting Jack Frost every time because he keeps reversing. It's true. Oh God, what what a great movie though. <laughs> this so movie good. or live die repeat. Live die repeat. Live die repeat is very good. I was so surprised watching. I thought it'd be really dumb, and it was actually really good. Yeah, it's so good. AK. Saw that in theaters too, and, yeah. and had low expectations, but was blown away. Back when it was called Edge of Tomorrow, which I guess is still called, it has like two different yeah. names. Yeah, it's like a um, 
uh, what they call it, like a subtitle or whatever. I don't know. Shared title. Which uh, Tom, like Tom Cruise is referenced in this movie as well. <laughs> That's right, he is. Alan Arkin calls him petite. <laughs> That's, oh God, yeah. Okay, there there was one good joke. Yeah, that was like Santa Alan Arkin's best then. joke. Like the rest of the time, he's just like, I gotta act now? Like, he's just like making a paycheck. Like at the end, he's like, I'm, I'm is, you're, you're Santa Claus. That makes me, uh, you're Father Christmas. That makes me, father-in-law christmas like there's just so many awkward pauses and it's just like doesn't work but yeah i bet i bet you know because he and abigail breslin were both in um little miss sunshine and i bet he wishes that he lived in little miss sunshine and died in the santa claus three after seeing both oh my god so Just in the back of Santa's sleigh. <laughs> okay, he just gently passes away. They have to transport <laughs> him to the to the to the performance. The um, Santa crematorium. God. Yeah, they make him into a snow globe. <laughs> okay, we have to talk about. Uh, we do have to talk about uh, <laughs> the uh, dark days of future past. Yeah, uh, I, I forgot every character's name. It's Jack Frost as Santa. And like his his theme park Santa Claus North Pole place, which is against the rules because that violates the SOS. SOS. Why do you know this lore even? <laughs> because they say it so much. It's like the Santa secrecy thing that he can't violate. But Jack apparently these elves can just be steamrolled if he really wants to. No, you. But yeah, so I was I was I was just, I was just surprised. I'm like he shouldn't be allowed to do that. But the council enforces that too, the SOS. So I was like, why? Why is he allowed to make capitalism, capitalism North Pole? I don't understand. Yeah, I honestly like that North Pole a lot better than the the Scott Calvin one. Wow, really? I thought that one was very grim. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it was interesting. It was kind of like uh, uh, Mega Mountain. Oh, wait, what's it called? Moron Mountain from Space Jam. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> was that vibe? I like that he does a show every day. It's very theatrical on that side of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta say I'm impressed with Jack Frost's stamina that he didn't outsource that role to like an employee. Like he does that every day, like multiple times per day. Yeah, well, he's magic and his vanity is supreme, so he'll do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's got that hustle. He wants to be worshipped, and I feel like they should have made that stronger. Yeah, like you said, like I, I feel like he should have gone dirtier and like what he did to achieve it. Like it felt like it all happened so fast. If it had been, they had to choose. They had they they had to choose like, you know, between two movies, and instead of choosing one of the good plots, they put them both together, and each one weakens the other. Yeah. I mean, so like, is it like it's a wonderful life but with scott calvin or is it like a bad santa fights good santa type of thing like in the last film yeah we did that already though <laughs> exactly yeah yeah well it's like this whole this trilogy like devolves into being like mostly about scott calvin you know in the first one and he like becomes santa but he still has his own like inner dilemmas as like a father and everything and then the second mm-hmm. one gets kind of split in two where it's like we all enjoyed I think the more human... Well, Connor, you liked all the wackiness. I liked the insanity, yes. Yeah, but me and uh, Casey liked the... uh, Like... The human. Human drama of it, and like him meeting his future wife and stuff like that, and Mm. all that, with like sprinkles of magic, instead of the whole thing being like 
Christmas North Pole-ness, like, craziness. Uh, and then this one is all that. Like, it just completely slides into the other side of it. Yeah, it abandons its humanity in favor of insanity. <laughs> right. And, like, the first two movies are kind of about him, like, balancing being a dad with, you know, this new responsibility as Santa. And, like, the third one had such a great setup for that. Like, he's expecting a new kid. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going to be different this time? Like, how are his other, you know, how is his other kid going to feel about that? His they, last they marriage so much... failed. Exactly. Like, he should be they really, have... like, concerned or nervous. Yeah. Right. There's so much good material to work with, but they decided they didn't want to use anything good. Well, mm-hmm. there's even, like, that whole sequence, like, at the Christmas trees. Like, Mrs. Claus is looking at the christmas trees and stuff and jack frost is like oh don't you want someone who like pays attention to you and cares about you and stuff like that like he's basically <laughs> trying to steal santa's wife yeah. um and she's just like not even really responsive to it. it's like that's kind of like i mean like it's weird for a santa movie but it's also already happening so you may as well yeah. like make scott actually like try to save his marriage in this but he kind of just mm-hmm. doesn't and he doesn't really learn anything in this movie as far as far as i can tell it's just a lot of antics yeah. no he, yeah he just it's learns just, to... it's a lot of external the stupid thing is he learns to open what? up no, go to ahead. his in-laws that's that's what he learns he learns to open up to his in-laws that's it because the whole crux of this movie like not sh- not preventing uh them from seeing their only daughter <laughs> right like, I was like, that's his whole thing. It's just being like, oh, no, I have, I have to keep it a secret. It's a secret. It's really important that he's it's a secret Santa in this movie and that he can't tell. His whole family can know, but his wife's family can't, which is just so stupid to me. Yeah, it's pretty hypocritical. Like, I feel like once they were married, like, that should have been something that they earned, you know? Yeah, like, you stop there with the reindeer and some elves and be like, I'm Santa Claus, by the way. And they go, oh, wow, holy shit, cool. And not exactly. like and like Alan Arkin was like a carpenter and he could have like actually contributed to the workshop like maybe like they needed to like revolutionize some things or like things were a little too outdated like oh yeah that would have been fun to see you know him like building relation like each of the in-laws could have brought something to the mm-hmm. you know to him being Santa Claus or to the the elves of the workshop you know missed opportunities just everywhere very true for weird sexual innuendos <laughs> yeah they're like half baked even like it's not even funny yeah it's not even funny it's just like even the it's actors look creepy. disturbed yeah <laughs> the actors look disturbed yeah i mean and margaret yeah. seems like she's having fun at least i don't know yeah right. sometimes and like can we also talk about how hard pretending that the north pole is canada bombs on every level like, it's just not I, funny. I, I, yeah, it's not- I like the Christmas tree farm. They were like, this is Canada. Where you are right now. Yes, indeed. It is. <laughs> like, the signs, yeah, I, I thought the signs like were the- funny there, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. The, the signs are pretty funny, but they're pretty, like, like you don't see them the first time. You see them the second time you have to suffer through this film. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, not even, it's, it's barely even a joke. And there's just so much bureaucracy going on, too where uh, Jack Frost wants to be Santa, or have his own holiday, rather, with Frostmas, Frostgiving, or Frost of July. Like, <laughs> I like Frost of work. July. Yeah, that one was pretty good. It's the third one that hits, I guess. But they're just like, 
doing the whole council thing and i'm just like i hate that in like any of these movies where it's just like oh there's not just santa but there's the easter bunny and i mean like i know they do it in the second one but they just like do it again in this one it's like this is nothing mm-hmm. new you can't just do the same thing again and like and they make up new rules either. like they can't interfere with jack frost or like unfreeze anybody i'm like you can interfere yes you can you keep each other in check and jack frost just like like pedals around like yeah he's a war just... criminal <laughs> what i don't know it's it's like he's basically reminds me of like somebody who's like just does horrible things and then like the people who are meant to like keep him in check are like oh we can't do yeah. anything to each other I'm like then why do you have this council what's the point if he can steamroll and do whatever he wants yeah yeah it's like they but were afraid step- to go too dark but Marin, don't you have like uh you have like a personal history with this movie to some degree right uh, yeah, my parents never really took us to movies growing up unless they thought that they were going to be good or they were in a franchise of films we'd already seen. So, like, I didn't get to see Shark Boy and Lava Girl because my parents <laughs> took a look at the commercials and they were like, nah, that's stupid. We're not going to, like, my parents would not take us to anything that was only going to be enjoyable for kids. Yeah. Like, they had to think that they were going to get some enjoyment out of it. And so we all got to see this movie in theaters, very rare. Almost never happened. Maybe they took us like three times a year, four times a year. Depended how many Pixar films came out. Um, and just the car ride after this movie where you <laughs> usually would talk. We would talk about what we liked, just dead silence. Everyone was just like shell-shocked at how bad it was. Slash slightly and, embarrassed. Yes, exactly. Like, we felt like we'd been, like, duped, you know? Yeah. Like, we had, like, you know, paid money for, like, this grand experience. And it, like, it's just hollow, you know? Like, a, like, like oh, uh, I think kind of, like, I imagine it's how, like, Justin Bieber fans felt when they paid for a meet and greet. But Justin was like, no, I'm not going to do those. But instead of canceling them, they just let people take pictures next to a cutout of him. Wait, is that a thing? Yeah, that was a thing. And it's like, okay, Justin, like, that's totally fine. If you need to take time off and, like, not do this, then just give everybody refunds. Don't, like, not tell anyone. Don't refund them. And, like, just have a cardboard cutout of you to meet after the show. Like, what the fuck? That is a real bummer, like, as, like, a... It's just weird as a kid, like, especially as you're getting older, when you go see a movie with your your parents or something, and it just feels like an embarrassing scenario at a certain point. It's like, somebody wanted to go see it, and you're just like, oh, that wasn't good at all. Yeah, it, it always sucks to have to take responsibility for dragging people to a disappointing movie, but I feel validated because this movie was nominated for a, I think my favorite category of Razzie which is a worst excuse for family entertainment <laughs> whoa <laughs> that is a good one it is not mincing words and I, I appreciate that I did not win though I think it lost to RV another <laughs> wait was that Robin Williams or Tim Allen I think in that, that was one? Tim Allen no Robin Williams oh my, it, was a ba- oh, wow. it was a bad year for him <laughs> Yeah, a lot of lot of lot of Razzies for this one in particular. <laughs> At least nominations. Also, 
I'm not sure if you guys touched on this, but Scott Calvin beats Jack Frost in probably the easiest way a villain's ever been beaten. Oh, where he holds he him down has, very gently. Yeah, and he puts him down very gently, and also he has like a plan. As soon as he gets that pen that can record dialogue, he just records what Jack says, and then just gets Slogan, <laughs> yeah. plays it, and he's like, done, I win, the end. You know, that was like the yeah. most suspenseful part of this movie, where it's just like, oh man, what if that thing accidentally goes off in his pocket? I'm like, it's not going to, but it's just like, no. you recorded this thing, and it'll never play back again, so like, make sure you don't bump it on accident, and then like, that's yeah. his only plan, you know? It's the recording. It would have been better if it didn't work like it hadn't recorded his message properly or yeah it, it just says know, like the reindeer did... butts or whatever thing <laughs> exactly you know and then he had to find like another way on top of it so it's like oh like uh they could have kept it going a little longer it's like the superman bad guy where you have to get him to say his name backwards and that's how you beat him mr mixaplix or whatever oh um so it was robin Mary poppins could squ- Fool. probably <laughs> yeah it was uh robin williams in rv however okay 2006 for tim allen is the shaggy dog oh. <laughs> and zoom which is like that uh uh sky high type movie that came out after sky high oh you guys ever see sky high i like that movie a lot i love sky high. Oh, yeah. sky high is great yeah i was just talking with my roommate about um Sky High because I watched Christmas Chronicles two the other day hey. and I like I feel like Kurt Russell like he I, I can just never identify the dude you know like I'm always like oh it's that guy with the big energy and the good hair but like <laughs> I just forget what he's in like all the time but don't waste your time on Christmas Chronicles two it was terrible <laughs> is that one where he's Santa Claus yes. He's a very good Santa Claus, though. I would definitely say that he's one of the best I've seen. That's good. Yeah. Zoom came out one year after Sky High. Even worse. That's really embarrassing for them. <laughs> yeah, it's really rough. Um, yeah. Yeah, Tim Allen's kind of on the decline at this point. Um, yeah. Although Wild Hogs comes out the next year. I was going to ask about Wild Hogs. <laughs> what were you going to ask about it? What did it come out around now? This seems like to be oh, the okay, fall okay. of Tim Allen happening in this like course yeah. of the, like movie timeline. Would I like to see Santa Claus on a motorcycle? Yes, especially on a Harley yes. Davidson in Wild Hogs. Is that a scene? Yeah. The last thing I just want to talk about, I guess, is uh, um, Jack Frost's uh, Santa look. I actually like it, like kind of yeah. better than the normal Santa look. Like he's got like a pointy, frosty beard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can want, appreciate it. And that makes me kind of smile because it, it kind of gives me the aspect of the Santa will kind of like take on like your personality. You'll look like a diff, semi-different Santa, sort of. Yeah, it's like all the different versions of Batman or whatever. Yeah! <laughs> and like Scott Calvin is unfortunately just Coca-Cola Santa, which is a little boring. Yeah. But, but Jack Frost is a very unique Santa. <laughs> very pointy. Very pointy. <laughs> But I do appreciate that they gave him a little tummy, though. Because mm-hmm. in my memory, I thought he was like, oh, he's a thin Santa. And so that's like an extra visual of how he's like kind of wrong for it. Like he's not even like growing into the body. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that would have been a nice, eh, would have been a nice little like um, visual representation. But I noticed this time that he actually did have a little belly. Yeah, he's a little chunky. Yeah, a little, little chunky. Not super chunk, but just, just a little chunk. <laughs> No, he has a whole like, exercise routine that he does to like keep off like a lot of fat. <laughs> That's true. 
I, I was I was gonna say the the ending of this movie. Jack Frost is like turned to being a, a good guy again. Oh, like, he, he looks he like looks... a pervert in the end of the movie. <laughs> I was gonna that, say I did not like at all how he looked, but you summed like, it up he, a lot better. He, he does looked look like, like a, a child pervert. predator. Yeah, yeah. It did not help that large, disturbing sigh that he uttered after being yeah. hugged by a, a prepubescent girl. Yikes! That yeah, didn't help bad. things. Yeah, no. very bad. Yeah, he looks. He's just like I'm so happy now, or whatever. I don't even remember what he says, but it's just like this is what you look like. Like, <sighs> you look so much better before. <laughs> yeah, this sucks. Freeze up again. You look horrible. Yeah, it was all. It was pretty off. The twist. The twist of that though, that she uh, she unfroze Jack Frost. I feel like that you know can relate to uh, uh, climate change, global warming. So she I mean, needs she to hug the earth. Yeah, she literally she... hugged the earth, and the ice caps are now melting. So thanks, Lucy. <laughs> you destroy- you I'm like, I guess I destroy the earth. She should like hug Mother Nature and that start killing the world. Yeah, basically, like she did us a disservice. Like you know, he was evil, but like he had a function. You know, yeah. he killed citrus. It's true. But, he yeah, citrus. he also yeah, he also kept polar bears alive. So yeah. people keep bringing oh. up that he killed citrus, like it's like a big thing in this Deal. movie. But also, yeah. like, my favorite time of year, you have those cuties I could harvest it during the winter time, and I'm like, I love these things. <laughs> exactly. And, like, fun fact, the reason that there's a cold snap is why the fruit is so good, because when it feels the cold temperature, the fruit is like, oh, it's going to be winter time. We're not going to be able to, like, sustain ourselves. So it puts all the sugar in the tree into the, the batch that's already being made. Really? So it's because of the cold that citrus is so good in the winter time. Wow, wow, I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Jack so he Frost. kills it, but he also makes it really good. So he doesn't even See, defend you... himself. Everyone's just attacking him. <laughs> and but he's really doing everyone a service. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I feel disturbed that they basically erased his identity at the end. Like I get it, you know, metaphor, frozen heart, but you know. But was that like a focal point of like the movie? Was that a plot line? Did somebody mention like, oh, old Jack, you're so frozen. You've never known the touch of a human being. Or like, why don't you let somebody in? Or like, just like there's nobody says anything about that to tie that in at all. Like, I just thought that's what he looked like. Like, that's who he is. Yeah. I mean, the dude just needed to be appreciated for who he was. Like, because he wasn't appreciated, he went looking to replace someone. Yeah. So if he had just been appreciated for doing what he already did, I mean, I guess he was a little fame hungry and attention hungry, but like... But because he wasn't getting any. Exactly. Yeah, they could have worked to have like, you know, some sort of festival or event that would have let him shine, you know? Mm -hmm. Like revamped him that way, like actually like given him something to do. But nah, magical hugs, stay as hug machina. (laughs) <laughs> there you go but that's again that's another brilliant idea Marin. that's another brilliant thing just just have yeah. like the end should have just been scott calvin like pu- like putting his hands on his shoulder and be like jack you are important like you Ex- mean so much you are winter right like without me like... well with, without you i'm nothing and him, yeah. him being like what yeah, maybe he like runs away in the beginning of the movie and they have to get him back because like no one wants a tropical Christmas. And he's like, <laughs> no, no I'm sorry, I'm not going to make snow anymore. And it's like, 
actually like trying to get him to enjoy who he is you know that's a good moral for kids too you know that like is. you're born with different talents like you should learn to appreciate those mm-hmm. like not change to be someone else just because it, you think it's going to get you more attention like Jeez, that's Marin, not cool Marn, write a christmas movie god damn yeah. <laughs> i, I do need to write a christmas movie if, if only you punched <laughs> so, up the santa claus three the escape clause yeah yeah but I'm very interested in workshopping this uh, felony clause sequel, so we'll be in touch about that. He was serving up snow on the streets, slinging yep. ice, slinging, slinging ice. ice, lots of mint. Isn't that code? Lots of mint. Isn't that code for meth? Slinging ice. I think so. <laughs> Why do you know this, Connery? Oh, Breaking Bad. Oh. I am the one who knocks. <laughs> Um, well, fun fact, uh, George S. Clinton did the music for this movie. He also did the music for Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. (laughs) (laughs) So I wish there was a fight song in this. Um, this movie made $110.8 million worldwide. Before everybody told their friends and family that they, they shouldn't waste their money. I feel like that's more money than a couple other movies we've talked about has made. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This movie was only made for $12 million. Like, the budget was a lot smaller, which explains why they go nowhere in this movie. They're just exactly. in the one set the whole time, and it's really boring. They just, like, try yeah. to milk every single every, uh, set for what it's worth. Yeah. It's just like, mm-hmm. hey, we're like making uh, bread in this, cookies or something, and they just do it for, like, way too long. It's boring. Yeah. Um. The yeah. first two movies were number one in the box office the week it came out, but this was beat by Borat. Oh, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that should impression. have been the name of the Santa Claus, too. My wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my wife. My <laughs> wife. There was. <laughs> Hello, Peter. <laughs> Peter. My wife. <laughs> Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen would have made a good Jack Frost. Yeah. Oh, he would have been great, yeah. I guess he was busy filming Borat. <laughs> yeah. He was Probably busy, like, the better call. He was busy catapulting himself into fame at the moment. Exactly. And then being the comedic relief in everything for the next six years. Uh, <laughs> Very true. This movie made a lot less than the than the first two. And there was a Game Boy Advance video game, which uh, wow. I hope to God nobody's played. Um, <laughs> me too. Game Boy SP. I've played some stinker movie movie Game Boy games. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. we all have. <laughs> um, yeah, the critic Kyle Smith. I don't know what what a uh, paper it was for, but his review of this was: "We're getting a turkey and a ham for the holidays." Santa is so <laughs> dumb he should be demoted to cleaning up after Jeffrey the giraffe at Toys R Us. It's really brutal. It's horrible. It's a kids' movie, dude. Shit. Well, it is really bad, and I agree, but it's also really brutal. It's pretty funny. As Jack Frost would say, that's cold. Ooh. Chill. I invented chill. Smoking. I invented chill was the best line he said, though, in my opinion. Yeah. Does anybody have any other final thoughts on this movie? Just missed opportunities, man. So many good directions they could have gone. We would have had like 
ah, they just, I don't know what wrong. Three so roads things. diverged in a, in a snowy wood, and I took the shittiest one possible. <laughs> well, there were a lot of farting reindeer jokes, so. Yeah. Or maybe that. maybe two roads diverged in a snowy wood, and I jumped down the well. <laughs> what? <laughs> like from the ring? You fell into yeah. the, the well from the ring watching yeah. this movie? And we co-wrote Santa Claus 3 together. Oh, God. And then everybody, whenever they put the VHS on, they were doomed to watch it. <laughs> Pretty much. That God. was our agreement. It was our. It was my devil's bargain with the ring girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you watch... helping me make a bad Christmas movie, I'll tag her stupid well movie onto the end of it. <laughs> Whoever, would you rather watch the Ring VHS tape that kills you, or would you watch Santa Claus Three? Watch Santa Claus Three. I don't want to die. Yeah, this it it's now we're dying over to avoid watching this. Yeah. It's it's watchable enough. Well, it's just disappointing. Yep, the faintest of praise from the franchise. <laughs> yes, I'd rather I'd, I'd rather watch this than die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what Christmas is all about? I mean, if the option was I could die, instead I'll do it. <laughs> oh man! It's all Christmas. They don't say it as much in the movies, but it, so much of it is about obligation. That's very true. And awkward family gathering. Very true. Is there a Jack Frost in your family? Let us know. I, th- I thought that was the I thought that was the game tell you want to start naming names in our family as the Jack Frost. <laughs> no. And I was like, I might be <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> well that's oh, that's uh Santa Claus three, the escape clause. But uh we have a couple other opinions on this movie. Beyond critical thought, beyond comprehension, enter a new dimension of movie reviews. These are the letterbox logs. Thank you, Connor. Uh, this is just from the letterbox app. People's reviews of this movie. I picked, handpicked by yours truly. Mm. Uh, they should have a Tyler miss, a Tyler of July, <laughs> because <A> Tyler's of... <laughs> giving. <laughs> Thank you, because of uh, <laughs> how amazing of a job I do. Uh, so this True. is from. Ben Bellevue on Letterboxd. None of this shit would have happened with Bernard around. It's true. Two stars. He, he would have just as as soon as Jack Frost was like trying to make believe, he'd be like, "Get the hell out of here." He would have had nothing. I killed to do Krampus. Yeah. Uh, this is from Visitor Q. Sometimes I just hate myself. One and a half stars. <laughs> Sometimes I just hate myself. Is he having a bad day, or did he watch this movie, or both? Uh. I don't think the movie made him better. I think his masochism is what extended him watching this movie, hence the self-loathing. And finally, from Cameron Howe, Martin Short as Jack Frost gives a career best performance on par with Heath Ledger's Joker, a real real villain for the ages. Two stars. (laughs) It's true. You want to know how I got this hair? No. A lot of blow drying. Really. A lot of blow drying on cold. Yep. Uh, well, that's Santa Claus Three: The Escape Clause. I'm really glad we watched it. I'm really glad y'all came to listen. What's your guys' uh listings of them? What What's your oh. order? Yeah, Martin. What about you? How would you rank these? 
Oh, the order they come in, Santa Claus is the best, one of the best Christmas movies ever made. Santa Claus mm. 2 is really cute. This one is just an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> it, ki- it killed the franchise. Like, it did, yeah. It's Spider-Man 3 itself. Yeah, it's one of those, yeah, absolutely, because both movies made a lot of money, but they mm. still killed the franchise. Yeah. Yeah, and crammed too many plots in, so it was all just, like, confusing but busy. Yeah. It's really busy. Eye. Connery, what about you? Two, one, oh my god, three. you can't do this. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> okay, two is fun. Two, two is a is lot fun. of fun. You just like Mussolini Santa Claus. <laughs> That's true. I thought that was funny. I don't care what anybody says. No, and I, I really enjoyed the, his, like, I guess, trip to get a wife as fast as possible. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's super fun. Plus the Buzz Lightyear. Uh, the Buzz yeah. Lightyear line. <laughs> You're a str- sad, strange little man. Always love it. Well, Connie, Tyler, what's yours? Connor, I support you. Thank you, Tyler. No matter how different your opinions are. <laughs> no matter how wrong your opinions are. <laughs> That's why you're my co-host, Tyler. Um, I would do one, two, three. Okay, see? Like any uh, sane, rational person. Oh, no, I'm not that either of those things. I've gone past those. I'm beyond the scope of light, beyond the reach of dark. <laughs> You've reached a certain form of super sanity, much like Joker himself. <laughs> He's super sane. That's <laughs> I just realized that's what you could say. He's super sane. Super sanity. <laughs> well, Maren, thank you so much for joining us on this adventure. It was uh, certainly a hoot and a holler. Um <laughs> You warmed our hearts by being on this episode, and um, I don't know. All my hair fell out. (laughs) Connery's pointy um, frosted tips fell out. Um, Fell out in chunks. There are icicles on the floor. Did did he say I invented frosted tips in this movie? Because that's another missed opportunity. Yeah, that really is. He should have said I invented frosted tips. I I don't think he did. Come on. Come yeah. on. It's got his name in it. This but was you a guys really warmed... fast writer's room. It's very bad. Yeah. You guys warmed my heart by inviting me on the show, so thank Aww. you so much for having Aww. me back. Thank you. Well, happy holidays, Marin. Yeah. We'll have you on next Christmas. <laughs> there we'll we have go. you on sooner than that. I was like, I don't want to call her the Christmas guest. I, want, I don't want to shoehorn her to yeah, just see her at Christmas time for this. I mean, it's a tradition I enjoy. Yay. (laughs) Um, Do you have anything to plug before we go, Marin? Uh, I can't. Just Klaus. Just again, if you're looking for a magical Christmas movie, if if you've watched this one, you made that mistake. Klaus. Just just watch Klaus. It'll, It'll reinvigorate your Christmas spirit for sure. Oh, definitely. Should we check out Coco Melon? Oh, obviously. <laughs> what did you do on it? I I do storyboards for uh, for the episodes. So I, sometimes I do story episodes, and sometimes I do um, more musically geared episodes. But I do have a Christmas one coming out. I can't Ooh. say which one yet, but I will let people know once it once it's out. Ooh, it's very exciting, Connor. What do you have to plug? 
Uh, if you enjoy the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, you should probably follow Starship Impala. It's an actual play role-playing game pos- pasta podcast. <laughs> 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 where me He's lost four- it all. <laughs> where me and four other friends play the Starfinder game. You can find us on SoundCloud or on the Apple Pod- Podcast app. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Uh, follow me at TyAmiVice on Instagram for any photo shoots I've been doing. Follow us at... Uh, franchise pod on instagram facebook twitter tiktok uh wingdings i don't know what, <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> email us at the franchise podcast at gmail.com for any uh uh questions comments compliments mm. please give us five star ratings on uh apple star uh, apple podcast apple star podcast <laughs> <laughs> it help, helps us to grow the show helps us to grow the pasta <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't love a good christmas lasagna uh stay tuned for our next episode coming out uh christmas weekend is gremlins another great Ooh. christmas movie that's gonna um, be a fun one yeah maybe i can be on gremlins too yeah <laughs> i thought i thought cutter white we wormed his way into both i think he did there we go <laughs> Sorry, Marin. No gremlins for you. (laughs) It's all right. A girl can dream. A girl can make a Christmas wish and have Uh, it be ignored. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just like all my my sister's Christmas wishes for a pet that my parents refused to grant. (laughs) A girl can have a Christmas wish. There's nothing like having a podcast that brings friends together and then lets them down ever so harshly. That's up to Casey last week. Causing more chaos than it than it uh, brings people together. Oh, we're agents of chaos, Tyler. What what can we say? Just have me over for pasta. It'll be fine. Yay. We have a sor- sort of super sanity. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. And until next time, remember, kids, how much your parents love you depends on how much they spend on your gift. <laughs> I got Ryan and Hypo. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I thought. I thought. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>